0: All right, I have hit record for Christopher Nolan. Uh, he would be so happy. Uh, this is not our, our you know, official opener, but you can use this. Uh, whenever you compile the bumpers of us, like, hating or negging Christopher Nolan, I guess, would be <laughs> the terminology. Because we like his movies. But we like to, to prod the bear. Um, so I have an, an old iPad in front of me, which just says IMDb. And it stays plugged in because it's from 2015 and it has basically no battery life anymore so it has to be jacked in to a computer to sustain itself and that's my imdb screen that's what it's, you know been reserved for um that's better than recycling it right web just yes. deeming yes, the screen you are your imdb and then i have an old imac from 2012 which is basically just a wikipedia tab and what is it doing <laughs> and why am i late calling you is because it has a Wikipedia tab for Larry Crown, the Tom Hanks classic, which I just recorded with Dave on off screen death. And it is beach balling when I tried to click and type in a different movie I wanted to have on my Wikipedia tab. And it has been doing it the entire time before I called you for about five minutes. And now, as uh, we're recording, so I don't have the prestige, the Wikipedia entry. I have no data, I have no facts. So I'm just going to neg Chris Renolan uh, with my ignorance. Um, but I, the reason I bring up all my technology is how much would that pain him that this is a sort of low rent garage band vibe that we're getting to something that he, I'm sure every (laughs) detail from the, the script to pre-production to the editing phase, all of it was he had it down and here I am with a (laughs) decade old iMac beach balling. I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'll do it live. I'll figure out whatever I need to figure out on my own, (laughs) which is having watched this movie, you know. A month ago.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet he's more upset at you that, at, at us, that we're using digital technology to record all of this. That Really, we should be mm. recording each other in, in, in IMAX <laughs> on film and then taking the audio from that, maybe.
0: Well, we're not quite to, what, MKBHD territory where we don't have a dozen RED cameras (laughs) 8K aimed in our face as we hold up some shitty Android phone that no one will buy. (laughs) But he's got it in the highest possible quality to talk about
1: it. Did you see he recently, I don't know, recently, maybe uh, several weeks ago, bid on... A a first edition, uh, well, not first, like the first model iPhone, like unopened, and he spent like 40 grand on it. Come on, why? (sighs) Okay, yeah, I mean, all right, so that's
0: actually, I hope you keep some of this in, actually, (laughs) because some of this actually could go into obsession, and you know, we'll we'll get into the movie proper, but I want to come back to this. So if you want to use this and like a after the music, I will kind of come back to. Uh, how far along can you go with someone's obsession, in this case I guess Vendetta uh, before you say this seems like a bunch of hooey and I think the prestige walks right up to that line with a lot of trickery before you start to really consider what these two dudes, these two dorks are doing to each other in the name of magic what happened? did you hurt him? what happened Robert? Lucia Just a rubber ball, yes. Thank you. Just a rubber ball. No. Not normal. Not a normal rubber ball. It's magic. He had a new trick.
1: Was it good? Welcome to Trilogy in Theory. My name is Webb, and this is my co host Mike. And we are once again talking Christopher Nolan, and unfortunately, not Batman, but.
0: <laughs> Fortunately, not Tenet.
1: You can say <laughs> That's that. true. I mean... or, or following. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking what he was doing between Batman. So, between Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. He went on a little journey uh, with with an adaptation of a 1995 science fantasy novel called The Prestige. I remember liking this movie when I saw it. I don't think I watched it theatrically, um, but I feel like it's become one of my favorite Nolan films, even though I struggle with parts of it. I I think I struggle with all of Nolan's work, but that doesn't mean that I don't like it, you know? It's always a complicated relationship. There is a lot happening in this movie, a lot of themes, a lot of great visual motifs. Uh, but uh, I, I rank it very high in his filmography. What about you, Mike? Um, I mean, is it the darkest? I mean, you you have Memento,
0: which once um, you know all the pieces are in place, fairly depressing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> what our main character is going through, not just the. Uh, the hook that you're aware of, but once all the puzzle pieces have been put together, boy, that is that is uh, a dark place that he finds himself in again and again. This one, you know, do you remember the Revenant, uh, the trailer and the poster was like, you know, a story of vengeance or revenge, yeah. like well, DiCaprio and, you know, fights a bear, fights Tom Hardy, fights Bane, all that stuff. Like, um, but then when it came out, it was, it kind of sucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember having conversations <laughs> with, with other podcasters who were so defensive about it because this is a movie you're supposed to like. And I I'm, I don't want to knock anybody who actually enjoys it. You know, I never doubt someone's uh enjoyment of something you know that that's that's what we're here for as far as some movies for me some for you all of that uh we, i mean if you're a super fan you've listened to our bride of chucky episode if not please download it let's help the numbers there <laughs> web's a big fan i was not uh but we share a common interest in jennifer tilly's bosom we do <laughs> we, we did have that we watched the revenant And even the ones who liked it it was like, well, it's not really like, you know, about revenge. It's about a lot of other. And I'm like, no, 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 no. The trailer, the poster, (laughs) revenge. (laughs) And that's what I will say about the prestige here. Not only is it about the fucking prestige, which you have the opening narration, but it is decidedly about vengeance. And it's inviting you to enjoy this dueling banjos thing that we've got with Christian Bell and Hugh Jackman. And in that regard, I think the premise uh is saying, hey, this is gonna be dark, pulpy, and delightful. And I I I think it is all of those things. I don't know if it's as uh I don't know if it's reaching for something uh as emotionally satisfying as say something like Interstellar but I do prefer <laughs> this movie. I don't know if no one's reach for that stuff ever fully connects for me. Uh Inception might be the closest. And Inception is still, you know, it has all the the trappings of genre and sort of the cool effects and, you know, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and the hallway fight scene, all that stuff before you get down to I guess the the multiple layers of DiCaprio and his guilt over his his wife and his marriage, all of that. Uh but I think The Prestige is seemingly maybe the least important but maybe the most openly fun yeah of no one's work
1: i don't know if you agree with that i like that i like that it is fun it's a dark fun but it is fun uh in terms of emotion you're right i don't know if i connect to any of these characters uh i, I look at uh borden and and fallon as kind of like the way i look at michael jordan I'm so impressed by the dedication to the craft that I just end up... Uh, it's like you need a protagonist, right? You can't have two jerks be the uh, the focus of your film. So you kind of have to side with one of them. By the end, you kind of side with Borden and, and Fallon.
0: I side with uh, Rebecca Hall and Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> it's the, the, the women cast aside, which is a common... That's a recurring theme in No One's Work is the women folk are always cast aside uh, sometimes they they plummet to their deaths just because they want to get in on the act like inception uh, and sometimes uh they get to save humanity but they get fucking old while their dad <laughs> remains matthew mcconaughey and gets to go have, go have young adventures with anne hathaway so that still kind of doesn't work out uh for miss chastain but uh i think rebecca hall here is uh wonderful it's great scarlett johansson doesn't get as much due, but rebecca hall where she has an actual relationship with, you know, one of our magicians here in Christian Bale, as opposed to Scarlett Johansson, who is just there for, I guess, a ruse and then another ruse within a ruse, that sort of thing. You never really see much as far as like, she, I think she states that, you know, her heart was broken, but you don't get to feel it. I think with Rebecca Hall, you, you feel it because you, you see her dealing with (laughs) what she perceives to be this bipolar man. And, it's it's more fucked up than that, poor Miss Hall. <laughs> it's, right. It's, well, it's, it's, also <laughs>
1: she's not the mistress, right? Like that, that's the other thing she has going for her. you. Immediately feel for her. Um, it's funny. Like yes, I, I think those two characters, uh, Rebecca Hall specifically, is is kind of the only um, the heart, the emotion of the film so much. So like, I feel like you, Woody Allen. Saw this and was like, I'd like the, I like that aspect of the film, and went ahead and made Vicky Cristina Barcelona. This is a creepy love triangle. (laughs) I can top that. I'm the ultimate creep. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea of him taking pleasure in that. (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it was cool for me to uh, watch this movie this time around and have that spark in my mind like oh wait this is kind of a pre-reunion what is it a prelude to vicky Cristina barcelona for those two actresses that was great um yes i I agree i think that's the emotion uh, of the film and uh the rest of it is fun magic is just it it is very entertaining i it I think it digs into like the the child in us, the wonder. Like we live in a in in a very um, troubling time. I feel like every generation feels that way, but uh, there's less and less magic, and so uh, you do want to be fooled. And I, I like that concept that the film kind of plays around with. I think I like this movie more clinically than I do something like Interstellar. Because I look for kind of the literary aspects of the film. There's a lot going on that uh, the Nolan brothers uh, put in here. Um, uh, visual motifs like 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 rope. Rope is is something uh, signifies uh, some form of death. Uh, Julia, the uh, Angier's wife, dies because uh, the wrong knot. <laughs> <Yeah>. We just. <laughs> We breezed right past uh, Coyote Ugly. We're like, Rebecca
0: Hall, ScarJo. And it's like, oh, yeah, Piper uh, Paraboo. Yeah, she's got to go. Yeah, she's, right. She's, she's, she's got to be the one. Uh, which I remember sort of disliking the, I guess, Pat answer. Because that, she is the, the, the setup for how these two guys who are at that point – I guess stagehands of sorts mm-hmm. you know they're they're working their way up as far as they're they're assisting um another magician uh, is it it's Ricky Jake right like an actual magician an actual like sort of sleight of hand like artist uh, I, and, you know, also more famously in cinema, uh, worked on Burt Reynolds' porn sets and, and Boogie Nights. But, yes, ah. uh, he was uh, – I I believe uh, if I have my facts right and, you know, listen to the, uh, the after show to hear about how I don't have access to, to a tab or browser because of my computer. But uh, I believe he was the one that also was tasked with – uh, showing Bale and Jackman a little bit of like his sleight of hand. Trip. Yes, so, that's right. Yes, he's responsible for Cowdy Ugly's death, or possibly Michael Caine not bringing out the axe quick enough. But I remember on initial watch, and I think I always forget this bit that uh, at her funeral, where basically vengeance will be like sworn. Uh, Jackman, who was um her lover, were they were they married? married? I can't remember if they were married or married. just lovers. Oh, married. Yeah. So. Yeah, Nolan's um, killing twice as many actually, wives in this movie. Jesus, good Lord, this is, you know, this is the, the whole women in refrigerators thing. Like, Nolan's just going full <laughs> full tilt with the prestige. But um, he Hugh Jackman asked the Christian Bale character, like, you know, which which knot did you tie? Because there had been some discussion, you know, not not the most subtle as far as foreshadowing about what's going to happen to poor Cody Ugly. Uh, and he says, I don't remember. And I always forget that detail where I'm thinking like, oh, he just doesn't want to admit to it. Uh, except as more is revealed, it's like hey, he actually this one yeah actually doesn't know. Like, and I love, I love, and I think the you know no one's all about the rewatchability, which is funny to me that Oppenheimer is going to be one of his greatest successes because I don't <laughs> I don't feel like you're actually I don't think narratively you're getting any more details by rewatching. Oppenheimer, whereas certainly Memento and The Prestige, uh, there is a lot more of the aha uh, moments just in the in the sort of structure of it. Uh,
1: yes, hundred percent. And then, yeah, uh, you know, I just want to just follow. Rope also comes back at the end because. You've got uh, Sarah, a uh, Rebecca Hall character, hanging herself with a rope. So rope is something that is seen in the deaths of the two wives. Uh, yeah, water, obviously. Uh, you've got Angiers using him, uh, killing all of his clones because it kind of ties himself to his wife. And I love, and I love that uh, uh, Michael Caine's character. Can you go back for a second? Sure.
0: Imagine someone has not seen this. I'm not, I'm saying if you, li- if you're listening to a podcast on the prestige, you've probably seen it. That sentence that you just said, we're, we're talking about hanging wives, one drowns, been knot, and you're like, yeah. And then, you know, when he's killing his clones and like, just, if you were just like, wait, wait a minute, you'd not seen a trailer. <laughs> you're just like, Oh, the, the guys from tit are talking about another Christopher Nolan movie. It sounds unhinged. like this, <laughs> <Yeah. this film.
1: laughs> 100%. Well, I, I, and I love the, the, reveal that uh michael Caine's character is like well you know i i was lying to you it was like it's like agony dying in 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 water drowning great stuff
0: that's just something you say at funeral (laughs) come on you you knew it's funeral talk (laughs) come on A lot of bad things happen to the brothers of, of their own making, perhaps. But boy, imagine having a twin and one of you has Rebecca Hall. One of you has Scarlett Johansson. I mean, it's it's the Paul Rudd <laughs> clip. The whole look at us. It's like <laughs> things are going pretty good for the <laughs> magician dorks. <laughs> like, Who knew this would work out this way? Of course, all that has to be taken away. Um, and you end up with, I guess, just uh, Michael Caine. As your ultimate bro, but hey, to me, he's the most interesting character because he—he's the one that has to be. He has to both teach the audience and also be the audience surrogate in a way, which I don't think you see very often in film. Usually, you have the expert come in and talk down to the audience, like here, here's what the fucking prestige is, here's you know, the the three X structure of this trick, blah blah blah. But then he also has to be the one who is a bit behind on what these two dueling magicians are up to and then has to probably speak into the narrative what most the audience is thinking like bit much yeah (laughs) don't you think this is a bit much wolverine i don't know about this (laughs) (laughs) certainly and on that note what do you make about Hugh hugh jackman Ultimately, like, having a heel turn here. Not only just, like, for his screen persona, but within the film, for the most part, being the, you know, the wounded, wronged man that we want to see succeed over that
1: scoundrel Christian Bale. And then it's just a little too much magic. A little too far. Yeah. Uh, And the line, the heel turn happens when he's like, I don't care about my wife. I care about his secret. And then he catches himself. And you're like, oh, we've crossed the line, buddy. We have. And, you know, I did... For the longest time, the introduction of actual magic really bugged me about this. I love the fact that the film was mostly mm, grounded. but then I thought about it and 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 this viewing really helped me appreciate the magic aspect of it because it once again, going back to all the clinical stuff I like about the film, like the the, the motifs, the the themes, uh, the concept of the doppelgangers, you know, and and the rivalry and the doubles scattered throughout this movie magic serves as a great contrast to the magic that's being done by the magicians then all the actual tricks and you think about it you know you you show i don't know an escalator to a neanderthal and it's gonna blow his mind he's gonna think it's magic right so for us the the stuff that we (laughs) that we don't understand (laughs) i love the the idea
0: of us standing around like, you and I, if we could craft these known plots, time travel or bring a Neanderthal <laughs> through a portal, just to have, like, a mall rat scene where we just take him to a mall and then point and laugh at him <laughs> for not, not understanding.
1: What? You know that kid or something? I hope his pants get caught and a bloodbath ensues. What is with you today? Don't get me wrong, I don't wish the kid harmed, but his mother should suffer that horrific ordeal so she'll learn how to manage her child. It's sort of a harsh lesson, though, yes. Yeah. Man, there's not a year goes by, not a year, that I don't read about some escalator accident involving some bastard kid that could have been easily avoided had some parent, I don't care which one, but some parent conditioned him to fear and respect that escalator. That kid is back on the escalator again. That's criminal. That kid. That kid is back on the escalator again. Leave it alone. What? i take all you want! There's a little boy the escalator. Oh, God. Hey, Tesla, like for him, uh, the cloning machine is science, right? That makes perfect sense to Tesla. For us, it's magic. And so I really look at it that way. We're just in a different point in our understanding of, of what this technology is. So I was okay with the magic. How did you feel about le- the reveal that, oh, he's... And just cloning himself over and over again. I I was fine with it because his 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 character, like over
0: and over, is shown to have really no imagination. Yes, like he's the um. Uh, well, I'm gonna speak ill of the dead and the very successful here, but he's kind of like the Steve Jobs in this world, where it's like he doesn't know how to make it and usually someone else or many other people will have started in that that field whatever that field may be in this case it's you know parlor tricks uh but he knows how to sell it he knows he knows what would work if it was in his hands but he can't con- he can't conceive of it he can only conceive of the sort of marketing aspect of it uh and i like that about him so the the fact that he can't figure out how to stage magic but he can <laughs> he can take someone's, I guess, perverted failure in science mm-hmm. of trying to do this process. Then he's pretty quickly like, oh, okay, I see. So I clone myself. Well, Okay, that, that's going to look good. The only problem will be um, getting rid of the bodies. And it's like, so I guess we just have a tank. I've seen people die in tanks before. My wife. <laughs> so I guess that'll work. <laughs> Yet again, his lack of creativity is, is so fucking morbid here. For me, I think it's it's long before those ultimate reveals, where you're thinking this guy's a fucking jackass. Like I don't like this. I don't like it at all. Um, and I I like that. I like that Nolan is not waiting. He's not holding all the cards back to be like that. Hugh Jackman. You know. yeah, he's getting his hands dirty, but he's probably got good reasons. And you know, ultimately, we'll we'll see what. No, no, not at all. And I think you know you're on a sort of a slow descent. With him, which I I kind of wondered um, on the initial reaction if people were comfortable with it, because I think they would have been perfectly fine with Christian Bale. Like, yeah, he's coming off the first Batman because this is the you know the one for no one, I guess, and then goes back for another one for WB another Batman movie. But uh, Christian Bale had more of a history, certainly, with American Psycho, which we've also covered on the show uh, of going dark. Um, but mainly here, he's just he kind of comes across as just a grounded sort of. Scamp of sorts, and Hugh Jackman. Man, has he got an an ego on on him the whole time, and I think that's probably the difference when you're watching the first time. You may not know all of the uh, the plot points yet, but you can just see in their mannerisms which one that you're kind of being guided to to root for. I think
1: one of the more subtle things about this movie is the fact that the two characters represent two very different social standings. Right, Bale. Uh, uh, Borden and and Fallon are poor and they kind of have to rely on their skill to obtain some level of fame and uh, uh, fortune. Whereas Angiers is actually Lord uh, uh, Caldlow and and he's a guy who's like, well, uh, my family doesn't want ...me to go into magic in these parlor tricks... uh, ...because it'll embarrass them... ...so I'm going to take on this different persona... ...again, pretending to be somebody else... ...just the same way that uh, the twins do. So again, more, more you know... ...doppelganger doubles themes. And and so I think you're drawn to... ...the character slash characters... ...who are really working to obtain... ...fame and fortune... ...whereas the one who's uh, born with a silver spoon in his mouth... Again, through his his acting and through you, you can kind of see the character is yes a bit snooty. So you are predisposed to not like him as much, in my opinion. Again, a very subtle plot point that goes very unnoticed, I think, throughout the film. Well, and also like he never really develops
0: a way to collaborate. Even in, in his his final show, he's his boy Michael Caine. Um, who has sympathized with him because of the loss of his wife, and also you know he he was witness and a participant in that, so he feels some guilt as well. You know, he's telling him, "Hey, I don't, I don't need you backstage for this. You're front of the house. You know, just basically show people their seats, put me in connections with the guy who owns the theater. That's all I'm really asking of you." When he has his own double, because he can't he can't conceive. That's the the other interesting thing about this is that you know the. Women in his life, uh, Michael kane, the assistants, the people that are off to the side supporting him, are like, yeah, Bale's got a a, a double. That's yeah. it. That's how he's doing it. That's how he's throwing the ball. That's. I mean, it's it's the simplest answer, right? It's a, that's that's what's it's, it's got to be, and he can't conceive of that. I think also because I don't think it's so much that he respects Borden. I think that he can't conceive of someone collaborating. Perfectly in sync with someone else, someone that would share the spotlight, which is what comes back with the whole, I never know if I'm going to be, you know, the man up on the stage uh, that appears again, or am I going to be, you know, the, the man of the box? Am I going to be underneath hearing the applause? So when he does have that double, he, he can't work with this guy. Now he's pulled a drunk that has what, bigger ears, bigger nose. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know, they just... Yeah, they just add some attachments to he's no longer Wolverine handsome, but he really makes no attempt to try to collaborate with him. In fact, he's trying to figure out how can I take the moment and I do just mean moment uh, where this man Uh, gets applause in his life. In other words, then he has to go back and just being a drunk at the bar. How do I take even that from him? (laughs) Like he's helping me, but I'm going to take that small sliver because I want it. I want it all. That goes back to what you're talking about as far as the class difference between the two is that I'm going to use you and your labor. And I, you know, I don't want just 90% of it, but I want like a hundred percent and you just, you know, you take your money and just leave me alone. And, and eventually, that happens. To Michael Caine and um, you know Christian Bale. Obviously, like when you do more thinking back on it, um, I think he even has a speech talking about the sacrifice yeah. that they for this this art that really is somewhat written off. Like when someone says at the beginning, he just has a double. He just has a double, and then the film goes back and shows you what that commitment actually means. Especially yes. if you lose a finger.
1: Oh, <laughs> two of them. <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant, uh, You've got a brother, Webb. Can you see yourself
0: being like, All right, buddy, I guess I'm in. I guess, (laughs) I guess we're both doing this. I, I, I. I've got brothers and I'm just like, you know, maybe, you know, magic is pretty fucking. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we ought to do something else. <laughs> you know, real estate's really booming right now. We should get in on this. <laughs> you lost a finger. You know, it's, it's enough. Enough's <laughs> enough. I'll be the one to say it. Rebecca Hall won't say it. I'll say it.
1: Certainly. it. This is a, a fun film, um, despite the... Heady themes, despite the dark nature of the film. I think I'm gonna go for it again. And oftentimes, we rewatch films, sometimes we rewatch scenes. You know, this is one of those movies I rewatch it from the beginning because I know those reveals will have a greater impact because of the tension that's built throughout. I don't talk about the prestige and I feel like it's because it's my own personal grudge against Nolan and his, and his, the way he, the way he is Angiers, isn't he? I feel like his brother is Borden.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think it's, I mean, it may be that you just don't like and are not meant to like either one of our two main characters. I mean, ultimately like, I don't want to be either one of these guys. Um, I guess I'm glad I got to witness this, you know, bout between the two of them, but I don't come away with it like that anyone had uh, a victory. It's like, you know, the, the trick with the, the birds in the cage. It's like, they're just, they just have destroyed things and it's just whoever is the lucky one that day that didn't get pulled out. And it's like, you could see this if it went on for somehow, if Wolverine escaped, uh, with his adamantium claws, you know how many more bodies, how many more wives <laughs> would have to die before these two fucking idiots just give it up, man? Just you know, let it go. Uh, even even Tesla here, new one to pull up stakes. Like, yep, Edison's men are coming, so I'm just getting out of Colorado, baby. Like, you know, lit up the town, and <laughs> I'm off to the next with my own personal Andy Circus picking up my shit. <laughs> I wanted to go back to the MKBHT thing, which you, you said, what, 40 grand or something on a sealed iPhone that is, you know, effectively worthless. I don't actually, I mean, I guess you could turn it on, but I don't know. It couldn't connect to anything, right? Like, it's just every app or, you know, well, even the original iPhone, I don't think there was an app store. So I don't, I mean, I don't know. Like, it, it's like, what could you download to it? But I guess we, we allow people their. Their vices, if like I don't know, if you heard of a like a, a book, like you would probably like if there was a first edition of an author you respected from a couple centuries ago, and you heard that. You wouldn't immediately jump out as <laughs> stupid, but is it something where it's an object within our lifetime? Where we're like, what a fool! What is this a fucking stunt to get more clicks on his channel? I don't know. It's almost and you and I love our devices. We love all of our Apple products, even when I clearly should like you know throw them away. I'm still trying to get some use out of them. Um, but is it just a timing thing where we look at that as foolhardy, or will is it the fact that it's a technology device will always make that somewhat foolish to
1: spend that kind of money i mean as a collector or something i I try to tell myself if it's meaningful to you then it's meaningful and it's worth spending whatever money you want on it you know as long as you're not being irresponsible then then it's a problem but for the most part if that iphone if making that video for him like was worthwhile then Okay. Even but technology, it's tough because it goes out of date so fast. It goes out of date as soon as you open that fucker up, man.
0: And that's, you know, I was about to say good for the person that had it sealed or whatever. But think of the years of enjoyment that some kid would have gotten that if they'd gotten an iPhone for Christmas. Yeah. That have been stripped away because someone was just like, hey, this will be worth something one day. And, you know, it's just it's the type of person that has like a fucking storage you know, facility of just sealed oddball shit. And they're just placing bets on all these various things. Um, I'm glad they got to rob MKBHD cause maybe they've watched his channel and bought so many stupid Android phones that are junk from the beginning <laughs> that he tries to hype up for clicks. And they probably have, you know, a whole locker where they're like, Hey, you know what, man? Uh, Marquis, these Android phones are on the house. Just get, get them out of her. <laughs> they're sealed too. <laughs> Do an unboxing, see if anyone cares.